0: Hi, my name is Steve Bartlett, and welcome to Fight Back. Tonight, I want to talk to you about 1979. That was an unbelievable year. That's the year that I started high school. It was also the year that the Knack ended and killed Disco, 1979. The worst thing that happened in 1979 to me was the Orioles lost the World Series to my hated Pittsburgh Pirates. I was there game seven. It was a horrible night. Uh, There was a band called the Smashing Pumpkins, which looked back at 1979 And had a song called 1979 by the Smashing Pumpkins, which has the famous lyric, Shakedown, 1979. And I want to talk to you about something, about another shakedown that occurred in 1979 that happened in the state of Texas. Okay, Shakedown, 1979. There was two guys in the state of Texas just hanging out, walking down the street. And two redneck cops saw them and decided to shake them down and stop them for no reason, even though they weren't doing anything wrong. And the cop went up to one of the guys and said, tell me your name, buddy. I need to get your ID. And the guy said, I don't have to tell you my ID. I'm not doing anything wrong. Well, in Texas at the time, back in 1979, there was a law in the books that said that if a cop had a legal reason to stop you and asked you your name, you had to give him your name or else you could be arrested for obstruction and violating that law. The guy got arrested. The guy got convicted. guy sent to jail. His name was Mr. Brown. And he, and he appealed the case all the way to the United States Supreme Court. United States Supreme Court said his constitutional rights were violated in a unanimous decision. All nine justices agreed, written by Chief Justice Berger, a Republican of the Supreme Court, said that it is against the law. To stop someone and ask them for their name and then arrest them if if you do not have reasonable suspicion of any crime. That's what the Supreme Court said of the United States in 1979. So let's go a little bit further into the future. Back in 2004, this time we're in the state of Nevada. Okay, somebody, gets a, somebody calls in that he's watching a battery take place where some man is beating up his wife or girlfriend in a car. It was a, it was a truck actually, a red truck, pickup truck. The person calls in the cops, the cops show up. And what do they do? They find that truck on the side of the road. They see the guy standing there walking around. They see skid marks as if the s- truck stopped abruptly. They see the woman crying in the front of the car. The cop goes up to the guy and says, what's your name? The guy's all drunk and he's belligerent. He says, I'm not telling you my name. Eleven times the cop asked him his name. He says, I'm not telling you my name. Why don't you just arrest me? So guess what? The cop did arrest him. This guy appealed, sued in federal court, and said that his constitutional rights were violated. But there is a difference in this case. The difference was that the state of Nevada had a statute, a stop and frisk statute, which made it specifically against the law for a person to go to the, to refuse to answer the police and tell them his identity if the cop had a reasonable suspicion of a crime. Okay? So the Supreme Court said in this particular case, his rights were not violated because the police did have a reasonable suspicion that this guy was committing a crime. They had a tip of a battery that occurred. When they showed up, they saw the truck. They saw the skid marks. They saw him walking around drunk and they saw his wife crying. So in that particular case, when the police have reasonable suspicion and they're investigating a crime, they can arrest you if you don't ID yourself and the state has a stop and frisk law. So now let's fast forward again to 2018 and let's instead of being in Texas and Nevada, let's be in the state of Florida. Let's be right here in the state of Florida in Pasco County, because two weeks ago in my county where I practice law, a person who was just moved to the county of Pasco um, from up from up north, okay, a brand new resident, he was greeted by the police because his dad was pulled over, not for committing a crime, but merely for um, the fact that his license plate was a little obscure because they were towing a motorcycle. And the police officer just pulled him over. If anything, it was a traffic infraction, definitely not a criminal investigation. So when the police pulled over, the cop also demanded that the passenger say who he was and display ID. Now in this particular case, unlike The cop in Nevada, there was no reasonable suspicion of a crime. There was no criminal investigation at all. The passenger was doing nothing illegal. The driver was doing nothing illegal. And this person said, I know my rights. I know my constitutional rights. Constitutional rights that were affirmed by the United States Supreme Court. Rights that were codified and by statute that were also upheld in federal court throughout different states in our country. And also in the state of Florida, which has recognized this as well. But the cop in Pasco County didn't care. The cop decided even though this person was doing nothing illegal and there was no investigation for anything criminal, the police officer decided that he was going to arrest this person as well. I have right here a copy of the actual complaint, the actual police report that the cop actually filled out and the cop actually says right here i'm reading word for word from the cop said i conducted a traffic stop on a vehicle for an obstructed license plate and other equipment violations i made contact with all occupants and asked for identification from all occupants the defendant who was sitting in the front passenger seat advised he was not required to give me identification i advised the defendant that he was required to identify himself and he still refused the defendant was asked to exit the vehicle at which time he was placed under arrest for obstruction The person who we arrested is going to be my guest today and when we get back from break you're going to actually talk to my client Andre rocks who was falsely arrested by the police in Pasco County. Hi, welcome back to Fight Back. I have with me our special guest, Andre Rocks. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here personally, so he's appearing by telephone. Can you hear me, Andre?
2: Yes, I can. How you doing today, Mr. Bartlett?
0: Thanks for uh, thanks for showing up on the show and appearing telephonically. I really appreciate it. Uh, so you were arrested? Not a problem.
2: Thank you for having
0: me. Hey, you were arrested here in Pasco County. What was it? Two weeks ago?
2: About that. About that.
0: Okay, and you've been getting a lot of support from the local community who's reached out to you who are actually offended by what they've actually done to you.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I will say this much. The the activist community and uh, the uh, community at, at large in Pasco County who have, uh, you know, stepped up and really um, are interested in their own rights are, um, you know, they're, they're rallying behind me in, in, in a real... Uh, A real meaningful way, and I, you know, I appreciate everything that they've done.
0: Yeah, they've they've uh, been really incredible. They actually showed up at a rally in front of the courthouse. They've been, you know, writing letters. They've been sharing uh, copies of the video of your arrest on Facebook. Anybody who hasn't seen it, if you go to um, my website, the Fight Back uh, Fan Forum website, you can actually see this video. It's uh, actually gone very viral around the country as people have been seeing how your rights have been violated. You know what upsets me, Andre? Right. You know what really upsets me? What's that? Well, I can understand a police officer making a mistake. When they're out in the field, sometimes they make the wrong call, and sometimes they make the wrong decision. But when the St. Pete Times, or I mean the Tampa Bay Times, went and interviewed the counsel for the sheriff's office about the arrest, they doubled down, and they said, in their opinion, it was a legal arrest. So they're ignoring the Constitution. They're ignoring the United States Supreme Court case law because they want to nail you for whatever reason. And that really offends me.
2: Well, of course, I mean, of course that's the case. I mean, um, what you had, and let's be clear here, is you had an African-American male who uh, told their, their white police officer that uh, he was not going to acquiesce to their authority simply because they claim to have some authority that the constitution does not guarantee them right now um, right like i said if so you if you are
0: if you are su- suspect for a crime then you have to identify yourself under the stop and frisk laws that have been found to be un- that have been found to be constitutional but you were not suspect of any crime you're merely a passenger and the person who was driving the vehicle wasn't a suspect for any crime
2: exactly exactly but let's be honest here this is at this point about um police officers wanting to uh, vengefully prosecute someone I mean let's start with the fact that I'm not there in person to appear at your show and uh, the reason that I'm not there in person um, is that uh, they obviously recognize that they do not have a case and therefore they're trying to prosecute me for other means which is why I'm in Philadelphia at the moment
0: Okay and what did they do that pushed which uh, made you go to Philadelphia
2: Well I am on uh, parole here and um you know I, I this is for a completely different crime completely different incident uh that happened uh almost a decade ago now
0: and your parole officer and, and, uh, your, and your parole officer wanted you to go to philadelphia to meet with them after your arrest down here in florida
2: exactly um from what i understand they've uh contacted him several times. They recognize that they do not have a case here.
0: Wait, so wait. So they
2: are attempting to get him wait, to who, violate my parole.
0: Wait a second, who contacted who? You're saying the state of Florida law I'm enforcement sorry, the contacted Pas- Philadelphia?
2: The, I'm sorry, the Pasco County Sheriff's Department has contacted my parole officer several times.
0: How do you know um, that? And they have attempted. How do you know that?
2: Um, <laughs> Well, I can't reveal exactly how I know that. Uh, I can just say that I know that. <laughs>
0: Okay. And uh, did your parole officer violate you and take you into custody up there?
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. My parole officer has watched the uh, videotape of the incident and he agrees with me that the uh, arrest was um, a complete violation of my Fourth Amendment rights.
0: And the only thing that you did was the only thing that you did that was suspicious was refuse to give your name, correct? Correct. And that's not a crime. That was that was just you remaining silent saying I'm not a, I'm not answering questions. I'm not going to tell you my name. You have no reason to even ask me exactly. my name. Right.
2: Exactly. And, 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 and as you said before, you know, um, this 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 right for us to remain silent has been codified in the Miranda case. Um, and it, it is a very simple right that we have—a uh, Fifth Amendment right—not to incriminate ourselves, or, and uh, uh, for that matter, not to have to answer questions without being suspected of a crime.
0: That's right. Well, let, let's talk about a little bit who you are, Andre Rocks. People might know the name. Um, what do you do for a li- <laughs> what, what do you do for a living, Mr. Rocks, if I can call you that? <laughs>
2: Uh, well, more than more recently, I've been a radio host for KYBN and WNIA as well as HHNS Radio. Um, but prior to that, um, and still under con- contractual obligations, I am a, a member. I'm a rapper uh, uh, affiliated with the Wu Tang Clan.
0: Well, since you're and, uh, since, since uh, you're a rapper instead of a rocker of you shouldn't your name be Andre Raps instead of Andre Rocks? But. <laughs>
2: Well, Rocks came um, as a a uh, nickname that my uh, older cousin gave me when I was about five years old. Um, I was a, uh, they, they said I was hard-headed, so she gave me the nickname Rock, and it kind of stuck.
0: Now, you're now now the Wu-Tang Clan, for people who aren't familiar, that's a rap band. They've won a bunch of awards. They've a bunch of gold records. Rolling Stone, I think, called them the best yep. hip-hop band of all time are have you ever been a have you are you're not a member of the wu-tang clan you're considered to be an affiliate right
2: right i'm I'm a member of the wu-tang clan killer bees um which means the the wu-tang clan uh it's a collective of nine members uh that was put together in 1991 um obvious obviously given my age uh, i'm not one of the original nine members um i was actually signed on to the group aftermarket Every, every uh, member of the group that was signed on aftermarket has the title of Killer B, which uh, essentially states that we are not one of the original nine members, but we are members of the group.
0: Now, you were, you were actually inducted as a Killer Bee. There's a video of that. I've seen it on YouTube. A guy named Killer Priest is who yeah. inducted you, right? That's correct. And he made you an official member of the Killer Bees, which is a Wu-Tang affiliate.
2: That, that's that's correct.
0: Okay. Now this, now the Tampa Bay Times after you got arrested and there was some public outrage, they did an article about the arrest. And when we read the article, the article had nothing at all to do about whether your arrest was legal or not. All that the Tampa Bay Times was concerned about was whether in fact you were a card carrying member of the Wu Tang clan. Now well
2: I'm First actually, and foremost, I think you're being very generous by calling it an article. I, I would, uh, I would label it more of a snuff piece. But uh, I'm sorry, what was your question?
0: <laughs> well, well, this is what I'm saying. You know, we have a sheriff's office which is clearly and intentionally violating somebody's constitutional rights and having a false arrest, and yet the press cares more about whether or not you are who you claim you are, whether you are actually a member of the Wu Tang Clan, Killer Bees affiliates rather than whether your constitutional rights were violated. They don't care about the fact right. that Sheriff Nako's police agency is violating people's rights. They care about whether or not you actually are a card-carrying member of the Wu-Tang Clan.
2: Right, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, um, just to address the issue very quickly, um, a five-minute Google search uh, will show the video of the day I was inducted into the group. But more importantly, it wouldn't be... Um, any different if I were a plumber, if I were a carpenter, or, you know, a member of the Wu Tang clan. We have Fourth Amendment and Fifth Amendment rights here in the United States of America. Um, and they're codified by several different, um, Several different uh, Supreme Court cases. The one that comes to my mind is Effleby and V. Harris, which is nearly identical to mine, uh, which states that a passenger in the vehicle is not um, subject to have to submit an ID unless he is, uh, unless the, the officer can um, represent this as a Terry stop. Now, Terry stop, of course, uh, hey, Terry bio. Andre,
0: Audrey, let me get back with you. We'll talk about Terry when we come back after break.
2: Absolutely.
0: Welcome to Fight Back. I'm Steve Bartlett. I have on the phone my guest Andre Rocks. Uh, Andre, um, so you're a a celebrity, at least in the world of hip-hop, but have you been using your celebrity to try to bring uh, awareness to problems with police brutality and problems with discrimination in the criminal justice system?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, my entire career has been predicated on um, educating and elevating uh, the underserved people of this country. Um, But more recently, uh, I'd say over the last eight to ten years, uh, you know, I have actually been been very active in the community, um, organizing protests, organizing, um, you know, legal events, uh, you know, those types of things um and uh with this most recent case um i found it as a beautiful opportunity um because i'm you know me being arrested is very different than the average person being arrested um you know me being arrested is going to get a viral video it's going to get um news coverage and press uh coverage and things like that and, can, and it can actually bring awareness to um the <laughs> I, I have to call it what it is the corruption and the absolute um ignorance i must say of the law by the pasco county sheriffs and hopefully it will put uh the pasco county sheriffs in a position where they will have to acknowledge that their deputies and their officers are ignorant of the law and possibly bring about some sort of change where they will have to either retrain their officers or, um, you know, something, something will be done. So yes, I I do use my celebrity. I hope that I use it for good. I hope that when I'm remembered, you know, a hundred years from now or something like that, people will say, yes, he used his celebrity to try to bring about some sort of change. Um, but yes, I, you know, obviously, I'm going to capitalize on the tools that I have available to me because well, Joe on the street doesn't have mm-hmm. those tools available to him.
0: Well, the uh, the public doesn't know how the criminal justice system works. The first part of any case is the arrest. Just because a person gets arrested doesn't mean that they're actually formally charged. The second part is the state attorney's office. The prosecutor has to file. Um, formal charges, and so far, the state attorney's office, Mr. Bernie McCabe, has not filed criminal charges against you. Do you think there's a good chance sure. that that's not going to happen, and this case might just go away completely?
2: <laughs> um, well, myself and my attorney um, seem to differ a little bit on that. I believe that uh, they're going to try and make an example of me. Okay, um, and, and who ha- do I believe that they have? it?
0: Now, you're talking about you being—you're talking about being a member of the Killer Bees, right? Correct. And and your attorney, doesn't his name happen to begin with the letter B?
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's this guy, you know, he's he, he's, he's got a, a real loud personality. His name is Steve Bartlett.
0: Steve Bartlett, <laughs> the original killer B in the legal community, right? The killer right? B. Uh-huh. The killer B. That's right. Stevie right. B in the building. That's right, that's right. That's right. Stevie B in the uh, in the house, right?
2: In the hizzy. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> I am not going to try to rap. That is not my idiom. I'm not good at that. I'm a rock and roller. I'm not a rap guy. Okay?
2: <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Um, but I, I believe that, you know, and, and, and my attorney and I differ a bit on this, but I believe that they're going to try and make an example out of me because of the the uh, publicity that this case has gotten. But uh, where me and my attorney, Mr. Mr. Stevie B, uh, do agree, is that um, at the end of the day, they have no case.
0: Right, they don't have a case. And, you know, I've had to deal with, for many years, Bernie McCabe's office. And, you know, I, I just hope that they see the logic and, and read the law and do the research and do the right thing. Because I don't think it's going to be some young prosecutor making the decision. This is going to be coming from upstairs. So if they try to go forward in order to protect the integrity of uh, NACO's office, hey, that's going to, you know... Lower them a little bit, in, in my opinion. I do disagree with you. About, I, agree. you know, I agree. You know, I do disagree with you about a couple things. Um, you know, I don't know if this is a racial element. You know, I've seen the police um, illegally arrest white people in Pasco County all the time. Whether race was was a part yeah. of it, I have no idea. I don't know this cop at all, so yeah. I don't know if it's a racial thing. But clearly, your rights were violated by him.
2: Right, and and, and at the end of the day, that's what it really boils down to is. Um, whether it's a racial element or not, and, and obviously I'm sensitive to the racial issue, sure. but whether it's a racial element or not, the bottom line is we were guaranteed certain rights by the Constitution of the United States, by the Bill of Rights, and it, is, it should never be a liability for someone to know the rights that were guaranteed to them by the Constitution. Another, thing that's, and, another thing
0: that's question yeah, just, another thing that's questionable about your case is right after they pull you out of the vehicle, they happen to have dogs there doing a drug sniff. Why the hell do they have these sniff dogs to want to walk around your truck when it's just a license tag possible violation? Why are they trying to treat you as if you're a suspect for a drug charge?
2: Your guess is as good as mine on that one, Stephen.
0: Yeah, that that really, that bothers me as well. You know, it's obvious that they were just playing with you or playing games with you just because they wanted to, and they ignored your constitutional rights. You know, the cop has a smirk on his face when he's talking to you. They know what they're doing, and they just don't care. I agree.
2: I, I wholeheartedly agree. And as I said before, knowing your rights and, and being able to recite your rights should be an asset to any citizen, not a liability. And unfortunately, police officers nowadays across the country have made this a liability for uh, the citizens of the United States. And that has to stop.
0: Yes, it does. It does have to stop. We did have a dialogue. The police need to be better educated, better trained, and the community needs to learn how to start trusting the police again. It's an outrage that in our society, a large segment of our population is afraid to go to the police, when they've been victimized by a crime or have been witnesses to a crime because they're fearful of what the police are going to actually do to them. You know, a society can only be civilized if we have a police force that is there to protect and serve, not to oppress its citizenry.
2: Absolutely. And, and I, I think that the, the, the reality of the situation is just with any other, any other group of people, trust is earned. And unfortunately, the police in this country have come uh, far from earning the trust of the people. Just with their actions over the last 50 years, they've come far from earning the trust of the people.
0: Okay, okay. Well, we're signing off, so I'll see you next week uh, on Fight Back. This is Steve Bartlett, King of the Killer Bees, in the mother effing his